This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new tool to help contractors comply with federal workplace discrimination rules. GSA prepares contractors for the end of FedBizOps. Meanwhile, many companies that work with the government anxiously await a possible budget cut heading towards foreign aid. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal contractors have a new tool to ensure they're complying with federal rules and regulations around workforce discrimination. The Labor Department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs has launched the Contractor Assistance Portal. It's a virtual online help desk to answer contractors' questions and help them find reference materials. Labor says the Contractor Assistance Portal concept came from feedback during a series of town hall meetings starting in 2017. GSA releases an explainer to help agencies and vendors understand a big change that's coming to federal contracting. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. GSA is planning on shutting down the fedbizops.gov website and moving all the data to the new beta.sam.gov portal in early fiscal 2020. Ahead of that major transition, the agency released a fact sheet to help federal customers and contractors know what to expect. GSA says the new Contracting Opportunities site will have seven major improvements, including a more user-friendly design and the ability to search for opportunities by number, keyword, or location through easy-to-use search filters. The current FBO.gov site is a relic of websites from the 1990s. I'm Jason Miller. Contractors watch with some nervousness the possibility of a budget clawback vote later this month. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. They expect the Trump administration to submit a package to Congress for rescission of $4 billion 2019 dollars in foreign aid. The package is expected August 20th, just five weeks before the end of the fiscal year and while Congress is on recess. Members may not have time to vote the package up or down within the statutory 45 days. Contractors carry out many of the security, peacekeeping, and food programs these funds pay for. I'm Tom Temin. A small contracting firm reaches a False Claims Act settlement with the Justice Department. The company, Classic Site Solutions, reached a million-dollar settlement after investigators from the General Services and Small Business Administration's Inspector General offices found the company fraudulently certified as a HUBZone contractor and then competed for government contracts. SBA's HUBZone program aims to give disadvantaged businesses a leg up in the federal contracting bidding process. The Pentagon's inspector general says it's created a multidisciplinary team to examine alleged improprieties in DOD's Jedi Cloud contract. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. In the IG's first statement officially acknowledging the inquiry, the office says it's brought together investigators, auditors, and attorneys to look into possible ethics and other violations that were raised both by the Pentagon itself and by members of Congress. Officials say they're looking into the entire acquisition process leading up to the solicitation for the up to $10 billion contract, but that the probe has made significant progress. The IG plans to write a report once the inquiry is finished, but it's not yet clear whether that document will become public. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Department plans to spend more of its future funds on 5G research and development. Michael Griffin, DOD's Research and Engineering Undersecretary, says 5G is enormously important for the Pentagon's future. Griffin says his office will also invest in microelectronics along with 5G. For the past year, Griffin's office has focused on hypersonics technology growth. Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama becomes one of the early adopters of the service's new Medical Squadron reorganization. 
The 42nd Aerospace Medicine Squadron split into two new organizations, the 42nd Operational Readiness Medical Squadron and the 42nd Healthcare Operations Squadron. The goal is to assign one medical group to active duty airmen on base to deal with operational and readiness health issues, while the other squadron will take care of families and be less military medicine focused. The Air Force announced in June that all medical squadrons will eventually split. The American Federation of Government Employees is suing the Office of Special Counsel over recent Hatch Act guidance. AFGE says OSC's November 2018 guidance on the Hatch Act illegally prohibits federal employees from expressing opinions on impeachment if words like resist or resistance are used. Attorneys at the American Oversight Organization and law firm Arnold & Porter filed the suit on behalf of the union. They argue the OSC guidance is a violation of federal employees' First Amendment rights. Tony Reardon won his re-election to be national president of the National Treasury Employees Union. He ran unopposed. This will be Reardon's second term as national NTEU president. He's been an NTU member for 30 years. Jim Bailey was also re-elected to another term as national executive vice president. Union members held elections at NTEU's 57th national convention this week. And officials at the National Institute of Standards and Technology are looking to build a common foundation of cybersecurity best practices for Internet of Things devices. They say the upcoming baseline would build off some of the standards outlined in its cybersecurity framework, as well as its upcoming privacy framework. The agency's IoT baseline would also serve as a jumping-off point for further industry-specific IoT standards. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 